My name is Nicholas Danforth, and I'm an editor at War on the Rocks. You are listening to The Warcast, the members-only podcast for what you need to know now. Last week, the Chinese Communist Party held its 20th Party Congress. To tell us what happened and what it means, we're joined by Yan Sun. Yan is a senior fellow and co-director of the East Asia Program and director of the China Program at the Stimson Center. Welcome to The Warcast. Thank you for having me, Nick. First, tell us what this says for the future of Chinese domestic politics. Well, I think before the Party Congress, we all had the expectation that Xi Jinping was going to secure his third term. Um, I think a lot of people were not expecting Xi to completely prevail at the uh, Politburo Standing Committee. So the expectation was Xi Jinping was going to take his third term, but at least he will still leave some space and some room for uh, the reformers, or the reformists, so to speak, to uh, to be present on the Politburo Standing Committee and the Politburo. And as what we have seen from the 20th Party Congress, uh, Xi Jinping's approach is winner takes all. So he not only kicked um, the reformers out of the Politburo Standing Committee, he even removed the uh, long-expected heir or the successor from the, um, from the Communist Youth League uh, Vice Premier Hu Chunhua, he removed Hu Chunhua from the Politburo. So I think what we're looking at is the complete prevailing or the prevalence of Xi and Xi's people in uh, in the Chinese domestic politics, and that is going to uh, continue for the years to come. And then, what does this mean for foreign policy? Well, it means that. What we have seen in the past 10 years, what people would characterize as Xi Jinping's assertive foreign policy, what the Chinese call it progressive and active foreign policy, but the external um, players would call it assertive or even sometimes aggressive, is going to become worse. Um, Because one, um, Xi Jinping, he's, well, people always talk about Xi Jinping having his personal conviction. And his personal conviction is what they call the China dream or the rejuvenation of the Chinese nation, right? Xi Jinping believes that China deserves to be the top player on the world stage because historically, look at it, before um, before the Industrial Revolution, China was a superpower or was the largest country with the largest power in the world. So for Xi Jinping's rejuvenation of the Chinese nation is his conviction and his foreign policy is designed to serve that to serve that purpose. So if we believe that China has been assertive in the past 10 years, now Xi Jinping has united all the voices within China, kicked his political uh, opponents or different opinions out of the Politburo and Politburo Standing Committee, um, then we're going to see the Chinese bureaucracy loyally implementing his foreign policy to extreme. And um, also remember, even if she wants to play nice, I don't think the world, especially the West, at this point is going to change its perception or change its assessment of, uh, of what China is or what China has become. So it will be extremely difficult for Beijing to make any policy adjustment without a reciprocity, so to speak, from the, from the rest of the world. So the trajectory has been has been determined. It's I would say the train has already left the station, um, and for the foreseeable future, that train very likely will accelerate, will speed up in the direction that was determined by Xi. And on Taiwan in particular, what do you think the implications of this are? 
Um, if you look at the report Xi Jinping delivered at the Party Congress, the report on Taiwan is, I would say, actually pretty conservative. It still talks about peaceful unification, one country, two system. It talks about we need to uh, we need to struggle against the Taiwan independence forces to guard against and to struggle against the uh, potential external external interference. So I think that means, well, I don't see, well, of course, the Chinese are not going to say that give up the use of force uh, against Taiwan. But at least from this party Congress, we ha I have not identified the clear indicators that China is eager to use force in the in the foreseeable in the foreseeable future. But then, if you look at the uh, composition, for example, of the Central Military Commission, there has been a pretty significant personnel shift on the military on the Central Military Commission. Two of the uh, the new member of uh, two of the members on the CMC uh, have real battle experience from the war uh, the China's war with Vietnam as that was like four decades ago. And the four other uh, members on the Mil Central Military Commission, they have uh, what they call the um, the real real life firsthand experience being based in the Eastern War, uh, War Theater Command. And that is the Chinese coastal area, coastal provinces that directly face Taiwan and much of their military preparedness is uh, is aimed at, uh, at at Taiwan or at a Taiwan contingency. So I guess you could say that Xi Jinping has promoted people with Taiwan experience into the Central Military Commission, and that potentially could have military uh, impl implications down the road. But from a political trajectory point of view, or the policy declaration, um, the 20th Party Congress has not um, signaled the acceleration of a use of force plan against Taiwan. Stepping back from the Party Congress for a second, Tell us about how China's attitudes towards the war in Ukraine have evolved. I think China at the beginning, it was baffled. It was surprised. It was shocked. It was not anticipating Russia to actually launch a war, a full invasion against Ukraine. I think the Chinese expected Putin to take Donbass. They also thought, well, that Putin probably will repeat what he did in Crimea back in 2014. Um, and then call it a day. So they were not anticipating a full-scale invasion. But now I think the um, the assessment is that Russia made a strategic mistake, and now Russia has to deal with the consequences of that uh, of that mistake. And there's no doubt in China that the Chinese assessment of the Russian military capability is also being um, is undergoing an overhaul. That Russia still has yes, it still has a very large nuclear arsenal. But what the Chinese used to believe, uh, that is what they call the superior Russia war fighting capability, now turns out to be um, to be quite inferior and, and to China's greatest surprise. So now I think China is at a stage that they want to see the war to end as quickly as possible. Um, but they're not going to tell Russia to, to end the war tomorrow. Because uh, well, if Russia has not exhausted its fighting capability, and Russia thinks that fighting is still going to gain them some negotiation leverage in the in the future peace process or peace negotiation, if there is going to be one, then China is certainly not going to tell Russia don't do it. Or, um, but what we're looking at is uh, China basically has maintained its so to speak its so called neutrality. Um, and I don't think China is going to change that position, but at least between China and Russia, 
I think the Chinese have expressed their frustration with the ongoing war in Ukraine and how it has disrupted the world economy and has also disrupted um, China's plan, for example, to uh, to reopen, uh, to, for example, to... Now Europe is in an economic recession. I think China's plan to um, stimulate its external trade with Europe is being is being affected. So I would say that China is uh, doesn't certainly does not see itself in a position to tell Russia to end the war or not to use nuclear weapons. But uh, moving forward politically, China still has a lot of influence to 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 exert over Russia. The curious question is what's going to happen to China-Russia relations beyond the war in Ukraine. We know that Russia will be weakened as a as a as a when the war ends. But um, what is going to happen to that to that relationship? I think that's going to be the curious question. And do you have any idea? I think we are going to see China and Russia will continue their alignment. Um, but I think the Chinese are going to have much more sober expectation as for what that relationship will will indicate for China. They will, um, I think, have a very different assessment about the reliability of Russia. Um, the I think the joke that a uh, I was a, a Chinese interlocutor and I were talking about was uh, when the Chinese look at how Russia, how United States was supporting Ukraine financially and militarily to fight the war against Russia. Um, I think the Chinese interlocutor lamented that, oh my God, China would never even imagine provide that kind of support to Russia. And then we got into a very interesting conversation about about why. And I think the assessment is that whatever assistance that China provides to Russia, China will have no influence over Russia's decision making. They will never be able to tell what Putin is going to do with it. Therefore, the liability that China has to carry for it is 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 going to be tremendous. So it's going to be a lot of cost, but not a lot of uh, not a lot of influence. So I think what it means is that in the future we are going to see that China pretty much will be the most significant, potentially most significant trading partner of uh, of Russia, and their energy trade is going to continue to grow for the foreseeable future until that China reaches the uh, the peak of the carbon um, carbon their emission, and then China is going to gradually decrease its uh, its, its dependence on um, on fossil fuel. But for the foreseeable future, I think it's going to be a mixed picture that I think the relationship is going to strengthen. But the at the same time, China is going to have a more sober understanding of Russia and the uh, the economic cooperation and strategic cooperation between the two are going to have a limit. So I do not believe in that no limit partnership moving forward. Thank you so much for joining us on the Warcast.